0: Quilly! Wake up! Priestess! Whoever was shouting was also banging on the outer door. Quilly rolled over and buried her head under the blanket. Surely she had just come to bed. The outer door squeaked. The banging came again, now on the planks of the inner door, nearer and much louder. Apprentice Quilly, you must come! More banging. The trouble with summer was that there was never enough night for sleeping, yet the little room was still quite black the roosters had not started yet. No, there was one far away. She would have to waken. Someone must be sick or dying. Then the inner door squealed open, and a man was waving a rush light and shouting, Priestess, you must come. There are swordsmen, Quilly. Swordsmen? Quilly sat up. Salimono was a rough-hewn, lumbering man, a farmer of the third. Normally imperturbably placid, he was capable on rare occasions of becoming as flustered as a child. Now one of his great hands was waving the sparking rushlight all around, threatening to set fire to his own silver hair or Quilly's straw mattress or the ancient shingles of the roof. It scrolled brilliance in the dark. It flickered on stone walls and on his haggard face and in Quilly's eyes. Swordsman! Coming! Oh, beg pardon, priestess! He turned around quickly, just as Quilly fell back and pulled the blanket up to her chin. Sallow, you did say swordsman? Yes, priestess, in a boat, by the jetty. Pilafanto saw them. You hurry, Quilly. He headed for the door. Wait! Quilly wished she could take off her head, shake it, and put it back on again. She had walked away most of the night with Agol's baby, surely the worst case of colic in the history of the people. Swordsman? the rush light was filling the tiny room with fumes of goose grease. Pilafanto was not a total idiot, no thinker, but no idiot. He was a keen fisherman, which could explain why he had been down on the jetty before dawn. There would be more light down by the water, and a swordsman's silhouette would be distinctive. It was possible. What are you doing about them? Standing in the doorway with his back, firmly turned, Salimono said, Getting the women out, of course. What? Why? Ach, swordsmen! That was wrong. That was all wrong. Quilly knew little about swordsmen, but she knew more about them than Salo did. Hiding the women would be the absolute worst thing to do. You mustn't. It'll be an insult. They'll be furious. But priestess. She was not a priestess. She was only a second, an apprentice. The tenants called her priestess as a courtesy because she was all they had. But she was only seventeen and Salo was a farmer of the Third and a grandfather, and Motipodi's deputy, so she could not possibly give him orders, but she was also the local expert on swordsmen, and she knew that hiding the women would be a terrible provocation. She needed time to think. Uh, Wait outside! Don't let the women leave! I'll be right there! Yes, Quilly, Salo said, and the room went dark. Plumes of phantom light still floated on blackness in her eyes. The outer door banged, and she heard him shouting. Quilly threw off the blanket and shivered herself a coating of goosebumps. The flags were icy and uneven as she padded across to the window and threw open the shutter. A faint glow entered, accompanied by a hiss of rain and dripping sounds from the roof.